You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey friends, I hope that you are so enjoying just the change in the season and the weather and all of the things and that you're feeling met in your mess recently. I am so stoked for today's episode. If you've listened to a few episodes before, you may have heard me mention passion. Thomas and I actually rang in the new year at Passion Conference. It was seriously one of the holiest things I've ever been a part of. It was so beautiful to see 65,000 people in my generation gather in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And today's conversation is with somebody that helped lead this movement. Melody Malone has been with Passion City Church since 2009, and she's now a part of Passion Music. She's one of the core female worship leaders for Passion, and she takes this role so seriously, in the most fun way. She has a special message crafted to the people that need to hear maybe about comparison, what it's like to honor God with your right here and right now moments. And she gives amazing practical advice for how to draw near, internally steward, coming close to him, and knowing Jesus more personally than maybe we ever have before. If these few topics speak to you, then I highly recommend continuing to listen to this episode. Melody, welcome to Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is a world collide moment. Like, I think we have a lot of fun mutual friends, including my brother. Hey, Hamilton. Yes. Hi, Hamilton. (laughs) Man, there's so much about you that is so cool, so fun that I am so excited for you to introduce to the people today. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Would you go ahead and share about who you are and all the things you're up to with our friends that are listening? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am Melody. I am 33 years old. A lot of people do not know that. They think I'm a lot younger, but you know, 33 strong. Um, I am a worship leader for Passion Music. Um, I'm in Atlanta, part of Passion City Church, and I get to lead worship. Well, right now, virtually, I guess in the year of 2020, that's what it's been like. But um, yeah, it's been just a really fun journey of getting to watch God open up doors in my life that I never thought he would open up and end up in a place where I never thought I would be with responsibilities I never thought I would have um, and just get to watch God be faithful in all of that. So um, just trying to figure out 2020 along with all the rest of us. I know. I'm like, girl, if you have, if you figured it out, would you just let us know the secret sauce? Because I'm like, 2020 needs some zhuzh. I'm like, that's the best it way does. I know. I'm like, we just need to zhuzh it up. There's something it, funky yes. going on here. Oh, for sure. If I, if I knew the secret, I would tell you. Unfortunately, I do not. But, you know, we're here. And we're, we're doing here. it together and we're yes. all figuring it out. That is it. We will figure it out together. I'm like, maybe in the next 40 something minutes, we'll have it figured out. Just kidding. No, that's not what we (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) That would be awesome, but probably not going to happen. Okay. I was at Passion in Mercedes Benz this year with you. Yes. Girl. Oh my word. Wow. Power. 
It feels like a dream, if I'm honest. Like, I'm like, this happened. Like, we actually got together with 65,000 college students in one room together, no masks, just worshiping Jesus, and it happened. And I still, I think, I just start crying anytime I start, like, talking about it or thinking about it because, man, it was, I don't know, I mean, you were there. It was just a holy moment with Jesus. It was one of those, like, moments where I was just like, woe is me, you know, like I'm a man of woman of unclean lips. Like how am I standing in this moment? Like God was so good to us for that, for those times together. Yeah. He so was, I can only imagine. I'm like trying to put myself in your shoes, (laughs) walking out (laughs) on this stage. Okay. And it's not even like a stage. It was like a runway girl. You got your own runway. (laughs) And like, were you, I mean, I just want to know, was it a combination or was it like you were shaking in your boots or you were just like, Lord, wow, thank you. This is so freaking cool. Or are you like, wow, I forgot the words to the lyrics all of a sudden. Like I, <laughs> what is Melody like in those situations? I would freeze. I would literally just have to take it all in. No, totally. I mean, it's a combination of everything that you said. It's one of those things where you're like, I don't know how I'm the one standing in this moment because I I should not be standing in this moment. It's a combination of thinking, I really hope I don't trip because this is a really big stage and this is a lot of people. So if you're like honest, like, did I wear the right shoes? Because these are heels. That might not have been like a smart idea. Um, But truly, I just was standing there and just thinking, like, God, you're going to have to do this. This is bigger than any of us. Um, yeah. And it's those moments where you're, I think, you know, where you're just desperate for him to come through and desperate for him to move and know like the Holy Spirit, you have to come and do what only you can do because we don't want to do this without you because it's worthless without you. Yeah. And so it was, I was able to stand there and, and I was overwhelmed, but in the best sense of the way, in the way of, of being able to look back at God's faithfulness and know that he prepares those that he calls and he equips those that he calls um, and just truly be able to stand back. I think we got the best view because we got to stand back and just watch God work, wow. watch the Holy Spirit move um, and just to see and experience that. I mean, I don't know. I think God blesses God blessed me with not not being able to fully grasp the weight of that moment because I think I would have been crushed under that. Mm-hmm. But I think his burden is easy and his yoke is light. And so when we put all of our trust and our dependency on him in that moment, then we get to experience the joy of being in, in his presence and the joy of, of getting to be a part and to come into um, being a part of his story. And, and I don't know, I, I'll still be, I'll be thinking about that moment for a really long time and, yeah. and not being able to grasp it, but just, just be like, uh, wow, Jesus, you're so good. So good. I'm hearing you say basically like, and this is what's so cool because I feel like it's something I'm learning right now is that we have eternal resources to draw from. And when we rely yes. on like our own earthly resources, like there ain't no way you could put me up on a stage in front of 65,000 people. But when I say yes to Jesus, then he gives me what I need to be able to say yes and do it well and excellently because I'm not relying on me. You're not relying on Melody. It was something right. bigger. Yeah. Totally. And if you know me, you like, you would discover, like, I'm very much an introvert, very much a person that like, <laughs> really? Yes. Absolutely. Like a hundred percent introvert. Thank you for being here today. Alone time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I love people. Even though I'm an introvert, I do love people. <laughs> um, but it's like, so that's one of those things where being on a stage was never something that I was like, I want to, I really want to do that because that's not that's it's not in my personality it's not in my nature 
Um, but our pastor, Louis Giglio, has said it so well to us as he's led us um, as our worship team before. He says, it might not be in my nature, but it's in my calling to reach through the veil, to wow. reach to that person on the last row because like the kingdom is at stake. And so there's so many times like just in everyday life, not just for worship leaders, where God asks us to reach through the veil, to reach through our comfort zones, to reach through like what we think people will think of us to um, to tell them about Jesus, to, to, um, to save them from what we have, you know, what we have known to be true. Um, and so I think that's one of the great things. And one of the really cool things about being an introvert and being in in the role that I am is that it's not always easy, but it's what I'm called to do. And so I get to even greater, it's no, like in my weakness, like then I am made strong because of his strength. And so it's one of those moments. Yeah. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Wow. Yes, absolutely. So incredible. I am hearing you also say that you are the unlikely, you know, like you're like, I never imagined myself here. I've heard you say, I, you know, never thought that this is what I would be doing. I want to hear kind of how you got to being where you are today. How did you become a worship leader? <laughs> and were you like the kid with the microphone at the karaoke like box and you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, I want to lead worship or was it a just kind of stumbled into an opportunity. Totally. I, we have a very musical family, which is very fun. I mean, my, we would always like be asked to bring like some kind of presentation for Christmas with family, you know, like whether like my cousins played like the trombone. So it's like, play your trombone solo or your saxophone solo or your piano thing. So, so cool. Music was always just a part of my life. I started playing piano. I was almost like four Um, but it wasn't until later in life that I started to connect the reason that I loved music so much. And for me, it's just started to, to put the pieces together that, um, what I personally loved about music was it's this ability, this thing that I couldn't explain of how it connected me with the heart of Jesus and how it, it ushered me into God's presence in such a powerful way. And, and so that's what I, that's what I realized. I mean, that wasn't until college that I realized that. Um, and so I had gone to college to study music, but not really known like what lane that would go down. It was just, that's what I love to do. So I don't know, we'll see what this, you know, where this comes and how this plays out. And I lived in Nashville at the time. So it was very normal <laughs> thing to do. Um, and then it was in college. I mean, I started, I mean, I was on my worship team in, in, um, in high school and all of those kind of things, but even at that point, um, it was never really for women at that point. I mean, that was, um, 15 over like 15 years ago. It wasn't like women weren't really worship leaders at churches and that kind of thing. It was more women in Christian music. Um, so it wasn't like, this is the path walk down it. It was just more of me figuring out all of the different pieces of what I love to do. And then somebody at some point asked me to lead worship at a camp here in Georgia, Windshape Camps, which is part of Chick-fil-A, which is so fun. Um, And I did that for a few years. And that's where I really started to discover like, oh, I really love doing this. Um, And then around that time, I actually went to Passion Conference um, in Passion 2006, which is really fun. And there's a bunch of us that are in the band that were actually at that conference. Um, And I, I went to a late night session and and Christy Knuckles and Matt Redman were leading at the Ryman. Yes. Um, and I mean, it was, and I mean, I, I found my journal from that night, like a few years ago. And I just, it was really cool to go back and like read what, 
like 19 year old Melody was like saying and thinking and discovering at that point in life. And, and what that night showed me was that that's what I wanted to do with my life, whatever it was, whether it was leading worship or not, it's that I had experienced the presence of God in such a powerful way that I wanted whatever I did to, um, just for people to experience Jesus like that, that my life would be, Hey, what, there's something different. There's, what is that? What's that thing that you have? Because, because it, it changed my life forever. And so I just started trying to be faithful with whatever God put in my hands. So I moved to Atlanta. I started working for camps and, um, and that was about the time that passion city church was starting, which I didn't, I was looking for a place to be plugged in and involved. And so that became passion city for me because I went and I'm not kidding. Like I could tell that that church was alive, that God was doing something, that the Holy Spirit was moving. I was like, I don't care how I'm involved here, but I need to be here. I need to be playing here in some kind of way. So I started like, I joined the, it was like the host team, I think is what it was called at the time. And I would be the person that would like welcome you. Like we were going, we didn't have a building at the time. So we were going to all these different buildings in the Atlanta area. And I'd be the person like the bathroom is over here. Please go this way. You know, like, how can we help you? Welcome to church. We're so glad you're here. And so I did that for a couple of years and eventually joined our student team and um, just wanted to be involved. And um, somebody, I think I'm just, I think somebody sent me an email that was like, we hear you sing, you lead worship. Like, would you want to try out for choir? So I ended up trying out for choir and then eventually started leading our student ministry. And it's really just this picture of God just starting to open up so many doors um, and just saying, this is where I have you. Just keep walking. Be faithful. I know where you are. Um, be rooted. And when you know the time is right, then then I will put you where I've called you to be. And so um, eventually I started leading worship more at our church and then became part of Passion Music. And and here we are today. And so um, and here we are with here songs we are. recorded with <laughs> shows happen or like yeah just you leading worship at church virtually at conferences i mean here we are what a process it's so cool to hear people's process because oftentimes i imagine it as a point a point b straight line and people are oh yeah often meet me with it like with a laugh or thinking no 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 like it did not happen where one day i woke up and i was like i want to be a worship leader and then totally Years later, Melody's worship leader. I mean, there were ups and downs, and there were times I'm even hearing you say, I served in ways that weren't musically, inc- like, I mean, being a host, oh, you know, like it didn't always yeah. include this, but the Lord obviously had a path, and you had a desire, and his will is so beautiful because it combines the two. It does. It does. And even like once I knew that's what I wanted to do, it was still a couple years at least before God released me to do that thing. And I'm grateful for the people that were in my life, the leaders in my life that were listening to the Holy Spirit and saying, she's not like, it's not, it's not her time yet. Like she's not ready yet. And I grew so much. I can look back now and say like, my God was preparing my heart for what he was calling me to do in those years. And even though I'm like, I'm ready, let's go. Like, let's do this. I would not have been able to carry the mantle that he was placing on my life at that point in time. And so it's good. It's always, and it's good for me to remember that now. And when there's things that I, I have desires for or things that I want to see come through, um, that, you know, just be patient and wait because God's timing is perfect and he knows exactly what he's doing. And he, you want to be prepared for what he's called you for. Otherwise you won't be able to sustain the weight. Yeah. 
Oh, I needed to hear that. <laughs> I'm like, one more time. <laughs> yeah, you won't be able to do what he's called you for because you won't be able to hold the weight. Yeah, I mean, I had a, a friend that said, she asked me, she's like, if you got what you wanted tomorrow, like what you're asking God for, would you be ready to carry that? And it was like, oh, <laughs> would I be? <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was just a good, it was a good perspective for me to be able to say, I, I don't know. Like, that's a great question to ask. Yeah. Okay. You know who I think you need to meet? I think you guys are soul sisters. Have you met um, Hope Darst, Peace Be Still? Yes, absolutely. So we, I've met, I've like, we've only met, I think once or twice, but we did actually got to write a song together back. No way. This was last year. Yes, we did. Oh my goodness. We were at like a writing camp together. Oh man. I knew it. I'm like, I feel like musicians really are so intertwined and just know all the people, (laughs) all the things. And listen, I, what I'm hearing, you both have basically said the same thing, which is so cool, which is basically a, it was God's timing and he heard me and he yep. saw my desires. He even put those desires in my heart yep. in the first place. He's going to take care of them. Like he's going to see it through because that's who he is, the promise keeper. Yep. But thank God it was on his timing and not mine because I would have oh, messed it yes. up. I, yep. I mean, that's me too. I'm like, man, if life looked like what I thought I would have wanted it to look like today, I would have screwed it up. I wasn't oh, ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I love these moments. I'm like, thank goodness it's not just me. (laughs) Like, thank you, Lord, that I'm not the only person that thinks this way. Oh, this makes me feel better. Definitely not. (laughs) I think for many people, it's easy to put leaders in ministry specifically on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and say like, Mm -hmm. oh, they must have have, they must have it all together because they're leading people to the feet of Jesus. I mean, she's got her arms raised. She's wearing the heels on the worship stage. Like, but I think (laughs) it's also so important to remember that the same people who are leading you to Jesus are leading you there because they need him themselves too. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear your thoughts on this or even a way to encourage the girl who thought that same thought. And she's like, oh my gosh, she just pulled it out of my head. How would you encourage that person that's, that is maybe thinking, um, I am so unqualified to be somebody like her when they see you mm. on stage? Mm. You know, the first thing I would probably say is, you know, I spend maybe, you know, this is why it's like a, a high estimate, maybe 10% of my life on a stage. Um, and so really and truly what you see is only a very small portion of, of who I am. Mm. And so, um, it's easy, you know, to think, oh, yeah, she has it all together because you're not really, you're seeing moments that I've prepared for moments that I've prayed about moments that I've like been on my knees beforehand because I'm asking God to move. And hopefully what you're seeing is not even me. It's like God moving through me. Um, and so I think that's first and foremost is just a, it's, I mean, it's even like an, an Instagram thing where, you know, you don't, you're not, you're seeing the highlight reel, yeah. you know, of so much of our <laughs> lives. And I, you know, like, I think that's kind of like what a stage will do, you know, is, is that's, you're not seeing a true picture of whoever, I mean, hopefully you are seeing a true picture, but you're not seeing everything that that person is, is going through, um, in those moments. And, and it is just, um, 
you know, just really realizing that we are just like everyone else. And we do like, I don't know any other way to say this, but everybody poops. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's literally like, you know, just the thing that like comes to my mind when I think about this and you could talk to some of my closest friends and they'll be like, oh, she has her issues. She has her things. Like she needs Jesus just as much as the rest of us do. I get angry. I get upset. Like, and you know, it's just, um, you just happen to see a different portion of my life, um, on stage. And so I think a lot of it is just like, for me, it's for me, I have to surround myself with people that will call me out on things and will like say, Hey, you need to work on this. And Hey, like, these are your, these are your issues and, and those kind of things. And I don't know if I'm really answering your question, but no, this is um, beautiful <laughs> and this is good. It's a, it's the reminder you can't. I love how you said highlight reel. Like you can't compare your behind the scenes, your outtakes, your take two, take threes in life to somebody else's final product movie. It's not fair, right? Totally, and that's the thing is like so many times, like you know, I know I'm the only one that can. Um, how do I put this? There's like, there's an internal stewardship that we all have in our, in, in our lives. And mm, I'm the yeah. only one that knows like what's going on in my heart. I think so many times whenever I am looking at somebody else that maybe is at the destination I'd like to be, I oftentimes mm. forget what it took and the cost it took for them to get there. And so yes. there have been so many moments in my life where I'm like, oh man, I would love to, I don't know, be a mom, but I didn't see fertility treatments. I didn't see the nausea for first trimester. I didn't mm-hmm. see all these things that it took to create a life. And yeah. oftentimes I look at someone else's podcast and I'm like, I want that, but I didn't see the first three attempts <laughs> for it to be what yeah. it is today. And yeah. I think that that's kind of where you're at, where you're like, I I invite you behind the scenes and dare you yeah. to say it one more time that you would want what I have. Not because yeah. I... I love my life, but I've been through some hard CRAP that like, I don't know that you would want to trade for where I am today and who I am today. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for it. I I also didn't have a choice in it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, we're in this generation, we're so often spoon fed and we just like, you see the 10% or the, what comes out of someone preparing a sermon or leading worship, but it's just exactly what you're saying. There has been, and hopefully, you know, there will continue to be this, this seeking and this desperation and so much time spent with Jesus and in the word and just discovering who God is. And I don't, I don't know that, I think it's just come so easy for us. Like, because there's so many different places we can go. We can go to it, like, you know, just so many great podcasts, just like yours, but like podcasts and books and that, that we've kind of forsaken going to God ourselves and yes. going to, to scripture ourselves. And so we, we have other people's knowledge and other people's understanding of who God is, but we lack that understanding for ourselves. And we, we lack that time where we've spent scripture and said, this is what the Holy Spirit showed to me out of reading the word of God. And I think when we get back to that place, when we get back to that desperation, then I think then we'll start seeing that breakthrough and we'll start seeing God show up in our lives in ways that we never saw before Um, because our eyes will be opened in a totally different way. It's not just somebody else's story. It's our story. It's our experience. It's how Jesus is speaking to us and how he wants to reveal himself to us. 
That's good. Wow. I love it. Hey, this is the disclaimer for the listener that has her AirPods in right now or whatever. Car speakers, like the Behind the Bliss podcast cannot be your mana. It cannot be. And please don't let it be because I will let you down every time. And yeah, I love what you're saying is when, because this this podcast, I'll just say, is a lot of people's stories. I invite yeah. people like Melody on all the time that have where they've been, what they've been through, how God's shown up in all of it. But that's not necessarily going to 100% apply to you. You might be able to pick mm-hmm. up 5% and be like, oh, I relate to that. But you need the other 95% met and more because he gives he mm-hmm. he promises us exceedingly more all we could ever ask or imagine. So he wants to give you 200%. But to find that, you can't find it here. And I think mm-hmm. that's so where it starts because I will I'll raise my hand and be the first to say like I've done that <laughs> where I'm like, man, I miss God. And so I turn on like yeah. a sermon on YouTube and God's like, man, I want you to get in my word. Yeah. I can't hear it from someone else. Yeah. And I'm the first one to love stories and be so inspired by stories. That's yeah. why I like this, your podcast is amazing. I read books all the time. Like that's this year even I've spent so many like hours reading biographies or autobiographies from people who have seen Jesus work in their lives in so many ways. And I'm like, that's, that's what I want. I want that. And I have to realize that it, that it can be inspiring, but I need the truth of God's word, Mm -hmm. that that's the thing that will really change my life versus just reading about other people's stories. And so I love that it's not one or the other, that it can be both and that we can be inspired and God can like, we can see how God has used other people. And then we get to go and say, okay, so now how do you want to, how do you want to transform my life? Yeah. Um, in that. Oh, okay. This is good. You have mentioned, um, about how oftentimes, especially with Instagram, LOL, um, that's a whole nother podcast episodes, uh, because of this, like, oh, they have it more together than me. It can often lead to comparison, which I think, mm-hmm. um, is so, oh, it's, um, it's tricky. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Yes. And so I would also love to hear maybe some encouragement because I've been there. And so I'm just going to assume you've been there in <laughs> a season where you've just compared yourself to somebody else or have wanted to grab what she has or whatever. I want to hear like some practical things that you do yourself when you find yourself in those places that someone might be able to use for themselves today. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a man comparison is a hard thing, especially as women. I think that, yeah. Um, and just, I mean, I'm not a guy, so I can't speak for the guys. I'm sure it's a thing for them too. Um, but I think just, um, and especially as a musician, you're always comparing yourself to other people and it's very easy to say, Oh, you know, here's Carrie Job or, you know, Brooke Ledger Wood or Tay, I Roger, like all of those like women, they're like, Hmm, how do we, you know, and you just kind of start to compare yourself. But for me, I, I just kind of have to check myself and I know like when I start comparing myself that that is a sign that I'm chasing the gift instead of chasing the giver. Ooh, and that's a quote right there, Melanie. That's so good. You're chasing I mean, the, the gift instead of chasing the giver. That yeah. was for me. Wow. It's just, it, it's a red flag to me that I'm going in the wrong direction, that I'm chasing the wrong thing, that, that it's never about the ability, but it's about the one who has given me the ability to do what I do. And so I, I'm like, okay, red flag, 
like, like turn around. Like, this is not what it's about. Like, um, and then I have to realize like, where, where am I placing my value? Am I placing my value in what others think of me? Am I placing my value in how I come like compare to other people? Or am I placing my value in the hands of my creator? who has created me uniquely to run down my path and to realize like I have something that X, Y, and Z person does not have because I am uniquely created in the image of God to reflect him to the world. And none of us are alike. And so I have to, I, and I'm bad about that because I'm such a people pleaser. And especially like you're saying with pub, like with the public eye and with Instagram for all of us, we can place our value in the hands of others, but it's really and truly like, no, I'm a child of God. I will place my value in the hands of my creator and just being willing to like have open hands with it all. And then the other thing that I think like that I've learned to do that I'm not always the best at that I'm still trying to do is champion other people. Because when I champion other people, it's really hard to, um, it's really hard to be jealous of someone when you're championing them. I guess I'll put it that way, you know? And because it's just, it's one of the easiest ways to combat that like feeling of jealousy or comparison is to say like, I'm really for you. And there's just because like, there's room at the table for everyone. There is room at the table of Jesus Christ for all of us. And there are way too many people um, in the world that need Jesus for me to be like fighting over fighting over real estate because everyone is going to speak to someone else in a different way. And so I want to champion like what God is doing and all, like all of the girls in our passion city church, like worship team, I want to be the, their biggest, biggest champion. Um, and just open my hands and say, you know, like I realize, um, like that you have specific gifts that you bring and I have specific gifts that I bring. And so I just want to, to be behind you and support you. All of it is a gift from God in the first place, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I just want to be willing to love the gift that God has given others um, and be able to support them in that. I one time had a moment where I was really mad because an opportunity I very much thought was mine was apparently not. And I remember going Mm. to the Lord so honestly and transparently and saying like, I'm mad. <laughs> like you told me that was mine. He's like, no, I didn't. Mm. One. And two, he's like, even if that never happened, would I still be good for you? Would mm. I still be good enough for you? And it was a very raw moment where I was like, yeah. And I'm sorry. I forgot. And I'm, I'm sorry that I forgot that if you give her something, it doesn't mean that I'm missing out. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Lisa Turker says it. I'm not going to be able to say it as well, but she says, not verbatim word for word, but she said, her success does not threaten yours. God has something yes. for us all. And yes. for me to think for a quick second or for a few years, LOL, some of my seasons, that <laughs> because he said yes to her, I assume it means no for me. He's like, no, it doesn't mean a no yeah. for you. It means a something different for you. Yes. And so I have had to get it in my mind. Like I've realized I have a very skewed way of how I Mm. view God and that his it because of that it's really saying God I believe that your resources are limited Mm. yes because you're gonna run out and that's not true and that's not who he is and he is a giver and he has a deep deep well that he can he can get things from and he wants to give you like a specific Melody gift and a Rachel yes. gift. And if I take yes. Melody's gift, I'll miss out on the one he had for me all along. Yeah. 
That's exactly it. It's like so many times we spend so much like of our lives wanting what somebody else has or wishing that was ours when, and because we're doing that, we miss out on what God has for us. We're not seeing like how he specifically gifted us. And I also think that, you know, I'm just reminded of Philippians too. Um, and just how Jesus set like the perfect example for us of what humility looks like and, and considering others before ourselves, you know, and it says, I don't remember what version this is, but it says like, be free from pride filled opinions for they will only harm your cherished unity. So don't allow self-promotion to hide you in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness, possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interest, and consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us, and let his mindset be your motivation. That's got to be the message version. I don't know. I'm just going to say that's the message version. But I think so, you know, if that was our mentality so much of the time, if I came in, like, putting the gospel and the kingdom and other people's interests before my own, then I think that takes care of all comparison. And, and I think unity is something that the, the devil will, especially in this season is trying to, um, to disrupt because he knows that there's power in the church when we are unified. Um, and so I think that, that that is clearly something that will always be, um, always be, uh, hopefully, you know, one day it won't be, but I think that that's, something that we have to be, you know, on aware of and on the, on the lookout for, um, to realize and to be able to call it out. Cause I think half the time, um, if we realize the devil's schemes, if we realize that what, that's what he's doing. Oh, he's trying to disrupt our unity by bringing comparison. Then, you know, when we can speak it out and we can speak out and pray out mm-hmm. against it, then it loses its power. That's it. Oh, the enemy's the worst. <laughs> the worst. Time, I think about like what he's trying to do. And I'm like, that's, that's sneaky. But yeah, like yeah, when you know the real deal, it's so much easier to to recognize a counterfeit. And yeah. he's trying to counterfeit all the things right now, and I'm not having it. <laughs> not having yeah, it. I'm glad you yeah. got him out. No, yeah, come on, let's go. Like you are yes. found <laughs> out and not allowed here. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I want to know what this is going to be a very general question. So go Great. with it wherever you want. But what is God teaching you in this season? Because I mm-hmm. I think we all have a lot of, I mean, I hate saying this because I know that we also have a lot of more responsibility than we thought we would. But I would also dare to say, like, we have a lot more time on our hands than we thought 2020 Absolutely. would allow us to have. And so yeah. what has he been teaching you with all of this extra time in 2020? Yeah. Oh, man. How much time do you have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like part two. <laughs> no, um, I think that's a great question. And I mean, you know, like, like you said, like 2020 is not at all. Like we said at the beginning, like we started off this year talking about the roaring 20s and it's a new decade. And I think we all had way different expectations. And so I think it's just been this, this time of having to reimagine like what, what this year would look like because we may have had all of these plans and all of these goals. And it's like, okay, let's just maybe postpone those or throw those in the trash and figure out what God is actually doing in this season. And, and a lot of it for me has been um, just this sense that God is asking me and maybe all of us just to reacquaint ourselves with his presence. Mm. Um, 
I think, you know, we were living life at such a fast pace before this. And um, I think we were guilty. I, I'll speak for myself in here and say, like, I think I've been guilty of confining his presence to um, a conference or a church building, um, fully expecting and believing, like, I'm going to like experience God's presence on Sunday morning um, or at a conference and, and, and coming to those places with such great expectations. But then I think in so many cases, I was guilty of just leaving him there. Um, And I think what he's been teaching me is like now, you know, worship is pouring into our homes and our, like through our TVs. And, you know, I think it was to some degree, like before that as well. Um, But in, in a sense, it feels like he's really reminding us like what, worship was intended to be and and that you know we've made it into something like that it was intended to be a gateway we've made it a goal and I don't think like worship is a gateway to the presence of God worship itself is not the goal and so I think you know our pastor Louis Giglio said it as years ago I heard him say this definition has just stuck with me that worship is our response to God for who he is and for what he's done yeah. expressed in and by the things we say and the way we live. And so like, I've just, it's been like God saying, Hey, we can, you can respond to me anywhere. You know, I can reveal myself to you anywhere. Um, and in a day where we can't gather corporately, it's, it just feels like he's saying, Hey, like I'm here. I'm all around you. I'm just waiting for you like to realize that I'm right here. And it's, for me, it's the whole Exodus three, Moses in the burning bush, like that whole story, you know, if you look at that, it's like, it wasn't weird in that part of the world for like, and it wasn't uncommon for a bush to catch fire. Um, that's just like with the climate and the way that it works and the heat and the sun, like that was not weird. But what was the weird part about the story is that the bush was not consumed by the fl- like by the flame and by the fire. Yeah. And it tells us like, if you look at that passage, it says like, when it's when Moses turned aside that the Lord began to speak to him. Um, and I think that's just for me, that's what God is saying. He's saying, Hey, I'm just waiting for you to turn aside. And I have so much that I want to pour into you. I have so much that I want to speak to you. Um, and so it's like, that's for me, I feel like he's redeeming our spaces and redeeming like what worship is and, and just turning us back to just a love for him. Yes. Like we were created for church and we were created for community, but I think like that's something that was a stepping stone that maybe we've created into a stumbling block and that he just wants to remind us like he is, he is the goal. He is the treasure. He is the thing that's most important in all of this. And all of these things are good and God created. Um, But let's not worship the creation over the creator. Let's remember like, like he's here and he's just waiting for us to turn aside and, and to really just, just to be with him and to be okay with being still and being in his presence and, and just reacquainting ourselves with the fact that, that he's right here with us. Oh girl, it's so good. I think I sometimes like to complicate it <laughs> or like make an <laughs> equation out of things. And he's like, Oh girly. <laughs> he's like, I'm yeah. right here. This yeah. is good. Oh, I love asking that question because I'm like, I just so curious and selfish. I'm like, what is God teaching you? Maybe he's trying to teach me the same thing again. Oh, totally. Totally. And I'm all, I also it. recognize patterns. It's so funny. I feel like yeah. we all learn like similar big principles, but in our own personal way. It's just so beautiful that God does that for us. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, thank you for sharing. I love it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I love it. Okay. One of my favorite questions to ask, and this is so random and not spiritual in the slightest. Bring it on. What is something that you are loving these days that you have to tell people about? Oh, what a great question. This is a fun one. I really like this one. This is. Oh, no. Okay. So I just moved um, into a new house. So I've like been doing all of the home things like these mm-hmm. last few weeks. And so like, that's where my brain goes first. But I'm like, what is the thing that I've been like telling people about that they'd be like, have you heard of this? <laughs> like, um, Cause I'm like, oh, there's something up a whole new world. Like, this is a great zester. You should get this zester for your lemons. Or- <laughs> Hey, we've had some really funky things. You really can't go wrong here. Um, okay, because let's be honest, if you really want to know something, I have been sleeping on a twin mattress for like six years, longer than that, probably no like eight years. Way. It's fine. Yes. So I just like upgraded to a queen mattress and I'm really loving it. I mean, I'm just like, I'm like going to sleep in like heaven every night. It's like so comfortable. I don't even have a bed yet. Like the mattress is on the floor. <laughs> and <laughs> Priorities. Like, but it, yeah, exactly. You know, you just have to get things. You got to get in the house first. <laughs> okay. Wait, I have Random. a funny question. Random question. Yes. So like now that you're in a queen bed, do you still sleep on yes. one side or do you sleep in the middle? Okay, I'm in the middle right now, but okay. I don't know. We'll see. Like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> to but, be determined. You know, <laughs> yes, to be determined. But I think that's where I like end up. That's so. awesome. But like, my feet no, my feet no longer hang off the edge. It's great. Like, who knew? Oh my gosh, you really <laughs> got me upgrade. I, I'm a grown up now, for real. You'll never go back. Never, <laughs> never, never ever. But there is. A- but there is a twin bed for anyone who needs it at my house if you need a place to stay. So. Yeah. Seriously, this has been good for me. I needed this conversation whether it was recorded or not. So thank you uh-huh. for just being bold and speaking what I needed to hear. And I can imagine so many other people needed to be met in as well today. And I am just so excited to cast off comparison, say thank you more to the giver instead of striving for Absolutely. the gift. I have just learned so much for me and I'm so grateful for you. Mm-hmm. it's been so fun you're so easy to talk to and I love it and uh it really just to me that like I just even like I can just sense God like moving and working in your life and just that you even like through the phone you just like shine Jesus and I love it so much so thank you so much Rachel this episode of behind the bliss podcast has ended but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement and don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.